Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 101 and I want to apologize for the kind of pre-recorded introduction because we had a bit of technical difficulties during the live stream. My audio at the beginning wasn't working, uh, but don't worry, we fixed it, we got it going and uh, none of the actual real pertinent information of the podcast was tainted by this. So of course, I want to extend my apologies and uh, again, thank you to all of you guys who support us and listen to us on the daily uh we hope you enjoy this episode and uh, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of the eagle eye podcast enjoy I'm, oh hold up i'm sure. back i'm back i'm back i'm good i'm You're good back? Okay. so let's start let, let's start back. from the beginning let's let's start let's pretend those last uh those last two minutes never happened and let's 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 go from okay. the beginning here <laughs> beautiful <laughs> well all right uh thank you ladies and gentlemen for staying with us as technical difficulties i think that is the trademark of this podcast it's not a show without any of those technical difficulties right christian that is that is true it's like a trademark you just like you just said all right then but uh thank you guys for coming back it is episode 101 school is in session we got plenty and plenty to talk about we have uh club america news from transfers to departures to rumors to everything that's going on inside Coapa and then of course we're going to be talking about the upcoming game against Tigres as the Clausura 2020 is on the horizon for us and then of course we have Lady Aguila's news as well we'll talk about them and their last two games how they've been doing so plenty and plenty to talk about within this episode Christian I know I said this earlier they didn't hear me but how are you I am doing good. Like I said earlier, I it's still pretty cold over here. <laughs> um, but like I said, for the third time now, very excited for this new season. Um, plenty of surprises to come, especially because we have two two tournaments uh, we are competing in this semester. So it's interesting to see how the team copes with this. And um, I think it should be fun. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that because there is a lot of questions in regards to the depth of this squad and, and, and to the talent of this team. Uh, this this uh, this team as well because of course you have the departure of course officially made today about Guido Rodriguez leaving the club but you you've also right. have you know the possibility of Roger Martinez leaving to either Europe or MLS and so plenty mm-hmm. of of uh, you know pieces still yet to be uh, concluded for for our side here so we've got plenty to talk about in regards to that but you know before we get into all of that I, I think we should start off somewhere where the season has already started the team looks to be set. And the team looks to be doing pretty well. And that is Lady Aguilas. It looks like our ladies have been off to a wonderful, wonderful start off to their uh, 2020 campaign in the Clausura. They've gone two for two so far uh, at home against Juarez and away at Cruz Azul. Coming away with right. six points out of six. What do you what do you what do you make of that so far? It's the perfect start, you know. We we said last season after after their exit in uh, in the in the Ligia that you know we we needed to to kind of see a new a new squad and thankfully during the off season America brought in a lot of, a lot of new blood into this squad and it we're seeing them c- come together slowly but surely and uh, in these two performances they have looked pretty well. Um, you know we have new players that are, are exciting, and you know we need to just continue with uh, with the support, and hopefully they continue this good run of form. Talking about good run of form, it looks like uh, it looks like this player has picked it up exactly where she left off, um, and that is uh, that's Jen. Our good friend Jen. Our, <laughs> our good friend Jen. Yeah, Jen has completely completely uh, taken over that midfield for Club America. I think she's been the instrumental factor for this team to be in the position that they are today. Uh, a lot goes to her. A lot of the ball revolves, uh, or, or, or a lot of the play revolves around her and her feet and what she's capable of producing for that midfield into the attack. Um, funny enough, because it, it seems that she's starting to take kind of more of responsibility. She's becoming more of an asset yeah. for the team. It, it seems, though, mm-hmm. that she's kind of having her own Guido Rodriguez transformation as to which, you know, the most vital player in that midfield. And once you take that player out, it, it just it's not the same correct and it's good to see that this team kind of just plays to her play style and i think that just emphasizes her a little bit more that you know kind of the play just runs through her and when she's playing well which she normally does the team does uh play well in uh in return so i think we need just uh we need to uh to keep this going and especially with this new uh signing of you know we 
we're going to call her Jay because, you know, her <laughs> name is a little bit too hard to pronounce though for us. So, you know, they seem like very good friends and hopefully that, that can translate to good chemistry on the pitch, which in them for leads to better results uh, for, for the whole team. Yeah, and, and by the way, Jay got her first assist after coming on a couple of minutes into action. Uh, great pass by Jen yes. Munoz, finding her, uh, you know, like you said, her friend off the pitch, Jay. And then uh, Jay whipping a ball mm -hmm. very, very good into the in, into the box and then, of course, to tap in for our, our ladies to, to put themselves up 2-0. Um, I mean, I'm not sorry, not 2-0, 2-1. Uh, at, at that point, the game was tied 1-1. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, walking away with three points, three crucial points uh, to start off the season in, in you know, when you look back at to what the Apertura was to now what the Colasura is painting to be, it, it looks like a whole different side. And and I think that's exactly why we were all excited coming into this is that the ladies had finally found the the right players and the right chemistry. All it took was, you know, one tournament for them to finally start gelling. And, you know, fingers crossed that maybe this is the same for the men's as well. Mm -hmm. No, hundred percent. Also, one more thing I do wanna wanna emphasize is this new goalkeeper. She has been coming up with with a pretty good performance, Tremendous especially in the saves, last by the way. Exactly. So you know, this is is you know it's looking good for us. You know, we kind of got a little bit of depth everywhere around the squad. You know, when the player's not playing well, you know, there's always a player to back up and will surely uh, give results. It's looking good for us early in the season, and we just gotta hope that it just it, this 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 um this form just rides throughout the whole season. Now this is a very very good topic, and I and, and I wish everyone's favorite cowboy was was on today's show for for us to kind of discuss this a little bit more. But uh, we definitely will get into this next week if he's able to come onto the show. But it's it's this new goalkeeper that has been rising in America's ranks is she putting JD's spot in doubt? Because I mean there've been tremendous saves. Right. Um, you know, competition is always good. So, you know, you know that JD is going to work, you know, 10 times harder to, to get back in that starting role. I think it's a good thing for all uh, for everybody. But I, I don't think she's worried because, you know, she it's not like she's a stranger to this position before. You know, she she wasn't always a starting keeper for us. So <clears throat> this 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 position in the situation that she's in right now, it's not it's not foreign to her. So she knows what she needs to do to get back to the starting position. So um, I think with with enough work, I think I think we'll, we'll see more of J.D. soon. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, well, you know, one of the half of the of the Gutierrez sisters is definitely coming into form as well. Han Hanea with um with a tremendous start to the season as well, bagging herself a goal, uh, you know, minutes yes. coming into the, mm -hmm. into, into the game. So uh, all well around for the ladies, you know, we'll, we'll definitely keep a closer eye on them to see what is it that, uh, their season is progressing on to. Uh, I did have it here, but I completely lost it when the next lady Aguilas game is. Um, so I will pull that up. Uh, in the meantime, Christian, anything in regards to the ladies that you want to say before we get, uh, before we wrap up their segment? Um, I just think that first of all, you know, this this new team with the new blood that that's being injected, it's gonna, it's, it's still it's still you know, it's gonna soothing uh itself out. Um, there there will be a little bit of rough patches, but I think if the team just falls under under uh, Guiar's vision, I think I think we'll we'll be fine, and I think we should be uh, contesting for a top three spot this season. Definitely, definitely, and that uh, and that's definitely gonna have to show this week coming up as the ladies are going up against Santos Laguna. They will be receiving them on Monday, five p.m. Pacific time, seven Central, eight Eastern. Uh, we will keep you guys posted as to whether this game is gonna be shown live via TUDN. If it is, we're gonna do our best to give you guys the best utmost coverage in regards to that game. But a true test for the ladies in regards to the season as Santos Laguna have been making a statement of their own in the upcoming matches that they've had so i mean plenty and plenty to keep an eye out in regards to the ladies so if, as always as, as we uh we urge you and we plead you to go on to uh social media do use the hashtag lady aguilas and show your support for them on game day but christian i think that this that is it that wraps it up for our ladies wanted to give them the segment first since we always tend to usually give them the middle or the last i thought today would have been a perfect start for them to kind of take over the show and get us going yeah, of course but uh yeah keep it up ladies uh hopefully if anyone's out there watching this or listening to this from you guys we got your guys' full support and backing so Without further ado, that is for the ladies, Aguilas. Uh, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter or Instagram. We'll keep you guys up to date with all things on that end as well. Christian, time to move over onto the men's side of thing and time to kind of give a preview of what's to come for the year 
at least half the year of 2020. As you mentioned, America has two very, very important competitions up in the calendar. We have the Clausura 2020, and then, of course, the oh-so-famous Champions League, the CONCACAF Champions League, mm-hmm. in which we'll be looking to, you know, get to the final and win it after, you know, being defeated to Toronto in that embarrassing semifinal loss against the MLS side. I think Piojo has a, has a bit of a vendetta to kind of take over and, and, make, and make amends for that as well. And then, of course, make amends yeah. for what happened last season in, in what was, you know, just a couple of weeks ago in regards to the final against Monterrey. So a, a lot of a lot of tension right now on Miguel Herrera. He definitely is in the hot seat. A lot of people will be pointing fingers. A lot of people will be calling for his head if things don't progress the way that they should be. No, uh, you said it perfectly. You know, these are two tournaments that Miguelita knows that he has to go out and win them both. No, no ants, if or buts. The expectation is to win both and bring both to, back to Guapa. Now, um, now having said that, you know, with being in two competitions means that we need to have a vast squad, and I think that's you know one of the goals that um, the the directiva and and Miguelita were looking at to kind of add that that extra depth to the squad and and for this reason uh for having the two competitions you know mid midweek matches flying out to different countries it's not going to be an easy thing for the players so um we start off with with two interesting um interesting signings that people were a little bit questioning Luis Fuentes and Alonso Escobosa um these two signings were made the day I think of the final they were they were um, announced at least yeah, the day they of were, the final right? yeah yes exactly so um, people were just wondering why them, you know, why, why now, you know, these these are players that don't really fit us. But in reality, I think I think they're perfect role players, and they're going to become uh, essential and very important for us. And when 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 we get down to the nitty gritty of the season, no, yeah, definitely. And then it's something that I was kind of alluding to when I was talking to you about these two competitions. And I'm glad we jumped into that right away. Is that the fact that you know the fact remains as is that the team definitely needs a lot of depth and a lot not just depth because you just can't throw players onto this roster and just call it depth you have to throw in players that have (laughs) talent that offer you something you know they have to offer something off the bench as well because then at one point they're just dead dead uh you know they're deadwood and and no one wants that for Mm -hmm. the team you know we've been in those situations before where america has you know carried three four five different players that should have never been in there to begin with, but were only brought in for the sake of depth as well, you know. And countless of players have come on by because of you know, you know, at the time being Copa Libertadores was kind of you know in in in, in the season Sudamericana, you know, the Champions League, what you know, and and everything that kind of arose in regards to separate from uh, from the Liga MX. So now it's like okay, these two signings are pointed in the right direction. With uh, Escobosa and Fuentes, you know, two players mm-hmm. that can be very versatile in positionings, and that's something that we know Pio Herrera really, really does like in their in his players is a player that can yes. fit not just one role but can fit many. Because you're in any given situation, you don't know what to expect sometimes. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, the perfect player for for anyone thinking about what a Pio Herrera player is is Sebastián Córdoba. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Cordova can play in the in the center mid. He can play on the wing. I think, he even I think, played. I think, uh, we can, I think we've seen him play every position, but <laughs> goalkeeper and water boy. That's but about goalkeeper. it. I think so. Yeah. So you know, Cordova. Uh, even though he he had a little bit of a blemish in the in the playoffs, I still think he's going to be very important to this squad. Um, for this upcoming semester, um, I'm excited to see what Bioho has um has plans for him, uh, whether he's in starting eleven or he will be coming off the bench. Either way, I know he's gonna have an important impact to the team. So you know that's a, that's a player to look out for. You know, uh, like you mentioned, Fuentes and Escobosa are players like that too because Fuentes can either play left back or he can play center back. So you know, whenever we need a, a, a position to be filled in that in that regard, you know, he can uh, slide in very nicely. Um, Escobosa is another interesting one, which I think is the most interesting one out of all of them because he he predominantly is a left winger but in Querétaro he played a lot in the left back so he, he can play both positions and he also play right wing as well so very versatile very offensive um you know focused player oriented player um hey man this is very interesting I, I don't know what Bioho is going to do what, what his plans are but I, I you know I, I think we've got to trust him on this one and just see what, what he has in store for us yeah and, and you know it's, it's easy to criticize these players because you know the it, they're not the big names that we've expected to come from America. You know, it's it's not the players that, 
you know, you think America is going to sign because all these other teams mm-hmm. are just making these big names and this and that. But I think what Bill Herrera is doing is he's trying to solidify the bench before he moves forward into the starting 11. Because let's face it, the starting 11 maybe needs um, at most two players to reinforce it to make it really this stellar team that is kind of, you know, quote unquote, looking invincible. But I, I, in, in, in truth, I think we'll be fine with the players we have at the moment. You know, with, with the names that are being rumored to be coming in, if one of those players comes and adds, you know, to that starting 11, then perfect, fine, I think we're set. Uh, in regards to the bench, that's where my kind of big concern has always been is is, is how much depth are we really going to have going into this season. Because this is always going to be the most pivotal point of the season because you have Champions League. Right. Mm-hmm. No. No. Yeah. You. You say correctly. I think. I think with three players that that um that we enter into the starting eleven, I think we were fine. Um. Obviously, the um, the the departure of Guido Rodriguez is probably the biggest hole and the biggest shoes we have to fill. But um, I, I think we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, but no. Yeah. Like you said, you know, I still you know have full confidence in the in the players that we have currently, and. It's enough to get the job done, at least you know for for this semester. So interesting to see who who we bring in and how and how they get inserted into the starting eleven. Yeah, will definitely be interesting. Now we talked about two signings. Let's talk about the last signing that has Medica has made official, and that was in the past couple of days. Actually, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Sunday. Sunday. Wow. Look, I'm already skipping mm-hmm. a day. I've, I've been all over the place. My <laughs> apologies. Not only do I get the the beginning of the show wrong, but I get our signing wrong as well. You get our signing. That's all right. What are you going to yeah. do? Well, um, yeah, uh, our signing, our, our new number seven. Our new number seven. Uh, Mr. Leo Suarez, a 21-year-old kid from Argentina who was out playing in Villarreal's second division team. He's coming out here mm-hmm. and uh, potentially looking to be like a very, very good signing. Um, fingers crossed that he could be our Ezequiel Barco in a sense. In, in a sense, yes. Um, so a little bit backstory about the kid. Um, he did come from the Boca Juniors Cantera. Then uh, he was bought by Villarreal. Um, played played a couple seasons on under the B team, and then kind of the first team on and off. Then went to uh, Valladolid, and then uh, from there he went back to Villarreal, and then he went to Mallorca for a little bit, and then he went back. So he's been jumping around uh, Spain quite a few. Um, but you know, the, from what I've heard what I've seen and from what I've talked to um to to my to my uh associates I guess or colleagues um they they said that this kid is very very bright he has a bright future um he's very similar to Linus in the way of play styling you know he loves to dribble he loves to he loves those one-on-ones you know he has a great vision um predominantly plays on the right wing uh, is that something that we need? Well, I think now with the with the recent news of Renato Ibarra, it could come in handy. Um, but you know, this this kid looks to be like like the like the real deal. So you know, twenty three year old kid from Argentina, and now he's in America. Basically, what Christian is saying is that he knows people from Spain. That's all he was trying to say. Is is is, well, is what I'm trying to clear up right now. All right, Christian, it's okay. All right. I know someone from Czechoslovakia, all right? You don't see me bringing that up every podcast. I I know someone from Poland, so from Poland. So we, we from Poland. <laughs> yes. We can go back place. and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? This is this is an odd segment to do this, but you know what? Shout out to the guy who is running the Polish Club America English. Uh yes. the, the Polish Club America account out there on Twitter. My man, if you are listening to this for whatever reason, keep up the great work. Uh, tremendous, tremendous job that you're doing. Uh, much love from here to the States all the way to Poland. And, uh, you know, keep it up. If you guys haven't done so, uh, make sure you guys go follow him because, I mean, I don't know why you would be reading in Polish, but if you're trying to brush up on your Polish, <laughs> go for it. He's, he's, he's the perfect, he's the perfect source to do so. So make sure you guys go and follow him. Uh, he's very active as well. Yeah, he, he like is. extremely active. Yes, he, he is. He's definitely, definitely is. But uh, shout out to him and, uh, you're doing a wonderful job, my man. So, uh, you know. Keep it up. Uh, back to what we were talking about in regards to transfers and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yes, this this kid brings a lot of versatile, like we mentioned. I can also play striker, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Yes, so, he can play a second striker as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting to see what happens. Again, he adds depth, but he adds to the capability of being able to be a starter for us. 
Yes. So that's mm-hmm. very important. That's very crucial. Let's see how this progresses. A lot of people asking, is he going to play this Sunday? Is he going to be on the bench? Has he gone through? As far as we know so far, he's not even registered into the league. So we have to kind of take yes. this step by step. America will announce officially when he's signed and registered to go in the league. But all fingers point for him to be in the tribuna for this Saturday's game. So don't expect to see Suarez um, until probably, I don't know, the third jornada at most. And that's even saying that no, he's going to be on the bench. Yeah, I think I think the I think they I think Piojo wants him on the bench for next uh next week's match. Um but not as a starter though. I think he's going to put he's going to be on the bench, but I think that's the plan to have him at least on the bench for next week. Definitely. But now that's three players that America has for this season that they've brought yes. in. We'll talk about rumors in just a second as well as departures. But let's talk a bit about what we were just mentioning, squad depth and talent. Now, America has been plagued with injury season after season after season and this start of the season seems to be no different whatsoever it looks like roger Mar- uh not roger martinez excuse me it looks like renato ibarra might not be 100 percent fit to go for uh saturday's game now the club hasn't officially came out and said anything in regards to this but it's being thrown out there that he could possibly be out for three months yeah that's a huge blow and, you know, this is a player that, you know, he's a weird player to the fan base because it's almost like it's split in half. Half of the fan base is in love with him and half of the fan base hates him. Now, I was always hashtag team Renato Ibarra. Just, I'm just saying. Uh, yes, Ivan is pure hashtag Renato Ibarra, 100%. Now, if anyone anyone watched the playoffs or La Liguilla, which I'm pretty sure you all did, right? America looked extremely different when he was on the pitch. And then... It kind of went down a notch when he wasn't on the pitch. That just shows you that not even at all, 100% that Renato Ibarra can influence a game that big. And the stage that we were in, he is an important player. This is a huge loss. I don't know why people are saying that, you know, this could be a possibly a good thing because it opens up doors for other people and then this could foresee his exit. But who's the other that people a, is my question. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying. So... I think people need to step, they need to take a step back and realize that yes, he might, he may not be the best crosser, you know, as pointed many times by this guy right here, me, yes, Christian, um, but he is still a, a vital player. He 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 knows the team, he knows the play style, he knows how to play his position very well, and this is a huge loss for us if indeed the rumors are true that he is out for three months. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll get a little bit more confirmation as the days get closer to kickoff. We should know something in regards to Renati Barra uh, by the latest Friday. That is by the latest. We'll try to get something mm-hmm. from you guys uh, either tomorrow or Thursday as well to see what is the state of Renati Barra going and doing. So we'll definitely have to poke around and ask some questions, see what uh, see what we can come up with. But that is a huge loss. Now, also, questions surrounding whether or not uh, Ibarra one is set to go for the start of the season as well. Also picked up that injury in the first leg against Monterrey. Questions in regards mm-hmm. to that. Um, obviously, Nico Castillo, is he going to start? Is he going to play? Is he going to come off the bench? Lots of questions in regards to Nico. Is he ready to go? It looks like, for the most part, no one's reporting anything against Nico Castillo. So he looks to be 100% ready to go. I think this is a good sign because he can finally have a good start of the season and kind of, you know, get game rhythm because that's exactly what he was lacking uh, in the Liguilla because he was out for so long. Right. Um, and then, mm-hmm. of course, looking back into the midfield, you know, it's, yeah, who's going to cover that Guido Rodriguez spot is uh, something we're going to discuss about once we talk about that Tigres game. But in regards to that, it's it's the same thing that we've been talking about. And you know what? Funny enough, it's, it's a lot like the beginning of last season. If you think about it, in the Apertura, we had players getting poached. We had injuries plague us at the beginning of the season, and America had to do with what they had. And again, signings came in late. Signings look like they're coming in a little late as well. So it's it's kind of a rinse and repeat of what happened in the Apertura, no? No, yeah, hundred percent. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that you know, that's for the public to decide. But you know, as long as look, listen, I- I'm okay with getting signings late. It's fine. I understand, you know, there's a process that, you know, people have to go through that people don't understand. I, I understand that 100%. But if you're going to wait to the last minute to sign some some dead some dead way, basically, like, like you described it, then there's no point then. 
I'd rather you take the time and wait and bring in a quality player that can actually be inserted into the starting eleven or at least be first off bench. Then that's fine. Now, talking about the midfield now, that I think me, you and I can agree that's probably the, the biggest role that we have to fill is Guido's spot. Yeah. Now, all, all, all eyes are on, are on Oso Gonzalez this, this Saturday to see what he can do because I, I probably can guarantee you he will probably be starting with Richard Sanchez in that, in that midfield uh, position. So, And also, Piojo said today in an interview that you know he likes also. He likes what he brings to the team. He likes his play style. Um, but he does realize that, you know, Guido's spot is, you know, is a hefty, is a hefty role to fill. So they are still looking for another CDM. It's true. But for the time being, guys, also Gonzalez will be the main man alongside Richard uh, Richard Sanchez. Now, whether that fills anyone with confidence or not, like I said, that's for the that's for you guys to decide. But that's probably what we will be going for the next probably two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely looking like to be the case. Uh, although I wouldn't be one hundred percent sure because uh, my money's more inclined to Cordova playing in that position, but. If Ooh. the Renato Ibarra situation is true, then I could see that Cordoba most likely would have to be the one to play on the right-hand side. So, mm-hmm. um, again, it's it's a lot of uh, up in the airs at this moment, and we'll talk about that a little bit along the way. Uh, but you're right. Midfield is definitely the biggest gap we have right now. That center defensive mid-spot, that player that used to play for two. America sometimes played with 12 men on the pitch because of Guido Rodriguez's ability to be able to fill in gaps and in, 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 in play like no other player could play on the pitch. It's definitely going to be a big miss. And now the question is, who is America going to bring in to substitute that? And rumors have it, of course, the biggest one right now is Ivan Marcone. But Anything else that you hear out there in the uh, in the in the Aguilas universe that could suggest another player or even the arrival of said Argentinian? Uh yes. Well, can, uh, I think we'll start with that. Um, with said uh said Argentinian Ivan Marcone, I think that rumor has completely died off. Um, I think I can probably, I mean. I'm probably confident saying that he won't he won't be coming. Whether well, it, it was a big rumor that he was coming, and it was uh it was confirmed that he was offered to come to America, but I guess Bioha had other plans. Um, but you know if America ever did want to go for him, I think now it's a little bit too late because due to Boca's you know squad and and the Rossi retiring, and now Marcon is probably the natural to fill his spot, so he probably won't be coming. Um, let's see that the other other name that I heard was um. No, Nicolas Acevedo. He plays on Liverpool for Uruguay. Um, he's a he's a, another Uruguayan gem that I you know I I personally follow. He's a very good player. He he played that number five role extremely well for a young kid. He they they speak well about him down there, and he, and he could be an interesting uh, interesting prospect. Another player that I think America should go after for um after is this guy from Zenit, uh, Matias. Listen, I don't know how to say his last name, but it's with the K. I think it's Can it's Can Kranviter. I think I'm pretty sure. Um, he, a for he played on River Plate. A for effort, thank you. He played on River Plate. Uh, now is in Zenit right now, but the rumor has it that he will be going to Monterrey. I think Monterrey has the upper hand on that, but it has been confirmed by Zenit that they are looking to 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 find a new a new home for him. And Mexico does seem like the likely destination. So if you know if the directiva has somewhat of a brain, they would try to go for him. Because uh, he is also another extremely talented number five player. So other than that, though, I think those are only the two players that I can that I can see uh, that are being rumored um, to fill that Guido spot. Definitely, definitely, and we'll keep you guys updated because this is going to be a long saga. This is not going to be filled within the next two three days. It's going to take a couple of weeks before we get an official word as to whether or not America is going to bring in a big name or a suitable name for that position or if it's also who we're going to have to rock with for the rest of the clausura, which fingers crossed, let's hope it's not. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, uh, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on all things uh, Club America in regards to transfers, rumors, and all that stuff. Uh, before we even finish off the segment, there's a couple more rumors to be talking about, and that is the center back Uruguayan for Liverpool Ooh. as well. Cáceres, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. will he be yes. coming to America? It seems that all is pointing for him to join Coapa very, very soon, but nothing's been made official yet. Christian, what do you hear down in the slumps of uh, of uh, Mexico City? 
Yes, sir. So Sebastian Cáceres, yes, another player that plays on Liverpool of Uruguay, the same team that Nicolas Acevedo plays on. Um, he is right now in the he is right now with Uruguay, that's the the U23 for the pre Olympics. And yes, you're right, Ivan. Um, all signs point for him to come to us. Miguel Herrera said in an interview today that it's basically wrapped up, just a few details by the boards, and then he is an America player. So I think it's 99% confirmed that we have a new center back and the long awaited center back that we have asked. For for um i don't know if you've seen any 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 clips of him any tapes of him but this guy looks like the real deal man i'm very excited for this signing to 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 finally be announced when it does be when it does happen um and hopefully we integrate him as soon as we can because i think (laughs) i think it's time that we get kind of that new fresh blood into into the defensive line (laughs) definitely definitely um all I'm gonna say is that there's still that one percent that he doesn't come, and knowing America, they well, they, that is true. that one percent will happen somehow. So, <laughs> fingers crossed that they get this all done, wrapped up within the next couple of days. Hopefully by tomorrow we get even more further news or something officially confirming it. I know Pio Carrera came out and said that in the interview as well, in the same one that he talked about also. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it, yes. let's let's wait to see what happens. Of course, nothing is officially you know, a hundred percent. You know, funny enough though, I'm, I'm kind of. Kind of keeping an eye on my phone as because last time we said something about that last time it was <laughs> Memo Choa and then all of a sudden he got announced and we kind of just all all hell broke loose on the podcast and it was just like oh my yeah, gosh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He, the the chosen one has returned and and it's crazy but um as of right now still nothing concrete on Cas uh, but hopefully like you said it would be very 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 good to have someone like that mm-hmm. in the team now a lot of people maybe seeing this as why is America going for these kind of youngsters? Why is America going for these type of players? And um and a good recap of what Biochoreda said by one of our one of our good friends and colleagues, um, you know, Mr. Tom Marshall, uh, he basically summed it up by saying, you know, this is what Club America's philosophy is. You know, we're going to look at young players. It's not that we won't go for big names. When we need to, we'll try to buy them. But we've decided to stop being the America of the eighties to make a team that works, that gives us results, and brings through quality young players. That's a big, bold statement to make. It is a bold statement uh, because it kind of left fans a little bit uneasy because with 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 the problem with young youngsters like this, prospects, if you will, is that you don't know if they're if, if they're going to... They're a gamble. They're, gonna, you they're, know, gamble. Get, they're a gamble. Exactly. That's a perfect word. They're a gamble. You don't know if they're going to work. You think they're going to work because, you know, everyone speaks so highly of them, but there's always that chance that they might not work because, you know, it's a whole new environment, whole new setting. You know, some people just don't live up to the expectations. Thankfully for us, though, we've had a couple of youngsters uh, to actually break break through and actually uh, have had a positive impact, Benedetti, Vignas, etc. So by, by, by Bioho saying that statement, you know, it kind of just... You know, I, I'm okay with it because, you know, young young prospects like this kind of kind of excite me, you know, like 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 the like the Sebastian, um, like uh, Sebastian Cáceres, uh, Nicolas Acevedo, like those those kind of players excite me because I, I've seen what they can bring uh, in their respective team. I see what can they do in the national team for for their respective um, for for Uruguay. So it's interesting. But at the same time, though, it's important that he also stated that, you know, they weren't going to stop with the big names. Um, that you know they were still gonna come, but only only when needed, when desperately needed. So, I like the philosophy. Um, I know a lot of people don't, but I think I think it's a step in the right direction. A lot of things to take away from what Christian just said right now. One, he's uh, he obviously plays a lot of career mode because of potential getting him excited. <laughs> um, two, uh, yes, Pio Herrera saying that big names will be coming in only when needed. But you'd imagine this Guido Rodriguez situation would mean a big name to come in, right? So that's also a thing to be said. Also, last but not least, the statement saying, and and, and this is a big jab from Pio Herrera, but I don't think he meant it in a bad way, but he meant it to say this so it could be as bold and, and interpreted in that way as a bold statement. It's saying that they're not trying to be the America of the 80s. When you look back, that is one of the most uh, bestest. I know "best" is not a word, but I yeah, that's I, not a word. I can't find anything else in my vocabulary right now. But that is one of the greatest eras that America has is the '80s. It is. It was. It was very, very good. So for him to come in and say that, I mean, that's 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 bold in a sense, you know, because of course America wouldn't be in where they are without those eight without the 80s because so many championships won you know so so many great players mm-hmm. went through 
you know, the America jersey throughout that time, you know? So it's just, just, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting of him to make that. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll definitely see. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and, and, and see because, of, of course, that man is on a hot seat. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we'll, we'll have to wait and find out what's, uh, what's Miguel Herrera, what Miguel Herrera is going to be doing to kind of bolster that statement and kind of make himself prove that he is capable of, you know, managing this team to another title. So that kind of wraps it up. Any more rumors in regards to America? Anything else you've heard about? Anything else? Uh, any name you would want? I, I always like asking you this, but if you could bring in one player, one one player that is is not out of uh, out of far reach, that that would not be kind of ludicrous to think about America signing. Who would it be to replace Guido Rodriguez? Uh I, honestly, the only name I could probably think of is either that that Matias guy from Zenit or Ivan Marcone. I think both of them would be excellent uh, replacements for Guido Rodriguez. Unfortunately, both seem out of reach for us. So I think I think Biojo is just set on the on the gamble of either Oso Gonzalez or another young uh, young player. So I guess we we'll have to wait and see. Definitely, definitely. Um, if I had to pick one player, and I know our good friend uh, Mr. Brian from uh, uh, from the stoppage time. Would uh, would agree with this, and that is uh, Arturo Vidal. Oh, Arturo Vidal, yeah, Arturo that was that was a, a would definitely ever be... since ever since his interview from uh, with uh, with with Bam Bam Samorano, he everyone just just thinks that uh, Vidal's coming like sooner or later. Sooner or later, Vidal's um, coming. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that's a that's a summer move. I guess um, I think I think right now he's he's okay at Barca for right now. Yeah, but Brian, if you're listening to this. Know that I have the same pick as you, so uh, yeah, Arturo Vidal would be an awesome pick for America. But needless to say, that is just us. We'll see what happens, and uh, let us know your reactions. Let us know who you think is going to come in for America. Let us know who you guys would like to come into America, not just for the Rodriguez spot for, but for any other spots that you guys think we need more depth or more talent in. So let uh, let us know, and we'll have to. We'll have to read read them and see who uh who has the best answer. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Alrighty then, let's shift perspectives away from this and let's talk about the team and the season up ahead real quickly. We'll talk a little bit about club news. Officially, a third kit has been launched. A tour Aguila date has been set. We'll talk about that and then we'll finish off the podcast with America versus Tigres. A preview. So Christian, let's start off uh, with uh, with what I mentioned. Is uh, you know what? I'm I'm so sorry. I'm blanking out right now. <laughs> what did I say? Okay. What did I say? We were gonna start. Kit? No, we were gonna start off with um. Said the third kit. Oh my. Or the Tor Oh my God! I, why can't I? All right, whatever. We'll start off with the third kit. I, I have no idea where I was Whoa, going with this. Oh, no, 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 no. Third not, not Sure, we'll go with the third kit, then we'll talk about what I, I remember we were going to do. I'm so sorry. Uh, my no problem. My head's been going <laughs> everywhere for some reason. Uh, I have no idea why. But, um, yes, let's talk about the third kit. Uh, officially, America has gone turquoise for the uh, beginning of 2020. What is your take on it, Christian? I like it. I think it. I like it very well. It's, it's very nice. It's very sleek. Cool jersey. It's um. A lot of people are comparing it to the to the to the Germany jersey from from back in the day. Yeah. I mean, sleek, nice Germany. Uh, I like I, it. I think cool. so too. I, a lot of I'll some people it. don't like it. I I do. Man. I ordered seven already. Um, I don't know why I would need seven, but I, I ordered seven. My car is probably only gonna be able to afford like half of it though. Half of one jersey, not half of the order. Just half of one jersey. Then you'll be like, you owe an X amount of money still. But, um, no, yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the jersey. I think it's sleek. It's nice. It's it's going to be a breath of fresh air uh, to see turquoise now with America. So it should be, uh, should be interesting. I, I wonder when they're going to debut it. I think we all know. it's 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 got to be this Saturday. think so. I think so. Now, here's the real question, though, because a good jersey... A good jersey offers a lot of roles and a lot of functions for the average fan. A good jersey, a good stylish jersey, can be taken to a lot of events, a lot of things, a lot of places. But the key thing that makes a fire jersey fire or not is, is this new Club America jersey wearable to the club? 
It could be. It could be. It just depends how you wear it. Could you, you, you just could you go could you go into the club, sport out that new turquoise jersey and completely be like, Yeah, this guy's rocking it. This guy's looking fresh. Yeah, hundred percent. I could pull anything off. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, but I was talking <laughs> the average fan. But of course Well I can pull it off. I can pull it off. Anyone can pull it off. Let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. So let us know yeah. what you guys think about the kits. Uh, it, they, I like them. Christian, I know you like them. A couple of people from Twitter have mixed feelings. Um, you know, our friend Miggy, uh, if you're listening to this, I know, you, I, I know you're not a big fan of it. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what Cowboy Dan thinks about this jersey. Um, I don't know if he's a big fan of turquoise. I would imagine he is because let me tell you guys, Cowboy Dan is a man of fluorescent shirts, and I will leave it at that. Love you, buddy, but I'll leave it at that. Yeah, we miss you, Cowboy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, New Jersey should be releasing very soon here in the states. I would imagine in Mexico, it's practically a given that they be out hopefully by this weekend for the Tigres game. So I mean, I gotta see. I gotta see what happens with that, but yeah, maybe uh, maybe we we do a new third kit jersey giveaway sometime soon. Yeah, that'll be that'd nice. be nice. Let us know if you guys would like would like that. Let, I mean, obviously you guys would like that, right? <laughs> but let us think of an idea of what you guys of think. how to have to give it away. Hmm, yeah, how about okay? Let's see. The first person to give us eighty dollars gets the new jersey. How about that? What? Like. <laughs> You don't like that idea? No, I, 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 sorry, I was, I was reading a comment and all I heard was. Oh, I, I said the first person to give us eighty dollars gets the new jersey. Oh yeah, it's perfect. That's perfect, perfect. right? <laughs> Thank you. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that settles that. Whether you guys like it or not, let us know. Maybe we'll do a poll over on Instagram for them for the people to kind of vote, see what they like, if they like it or not, kind of get a, a feel of what people are thinking in regards to this new jersey. Um. But now talking about the Clausura 2020 and kind of the season up ahead, how deep of a roster right now if the season, obviously the season is about to start with the players that we have right now, but how much confidence do you have in this team to make it far? And where do you see kind of objectively this team finishing off in the regular season? In terms of like uh, position on the table? Realistically, I think we're going to be top five. Top five? Don't worry though, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh because I, I see us finishing I was being realistic. Yeah, yeah no. I, I see us no finishing no higher than fourth place with the with the score yeah. we have. Only because we have Champions League at, at our disposal as well. And that was my next question is where do you see this team going in regards to Champions League? How far can we get with the talent the that final. we have? The final. I think we get to the we final. Get to the final. I think our only yeah, I think we'll have you know tough tough matches along the road. Um, if anyone hasn't seen the bracket yet, first we play a team from Guatemala, uh, Comunicaciones, and then after uh, we advance from that, which I hope we do, um, we would play Atlanta United again. Um, and kind kind of a, a little a little rematch uh, from from Campeones Cup. So you know we have that, and then you know we would probably play Cruz Azul in the semifinal if the, all the bracket lines up correctly. Um, we play Cruz Azul in the semifinal, and then after that we will probably play Tigres in the final. So. So yeah, I'm I think still I think we can go to, to play LAFC. Uh well, I I that I would think, be a semifinal think, game, uh, correct? I, correct, but I do think. Uh no, I don't think so. Oh, would it be? It would I think be. it would be actually. It would be a semifinal. It would be, but uh, but I think I could also advance all the way to semifinals. So you see, Cruzul taking down LAFC. I think I see Cruzul taking down Leon. I don't think LAFC can beat Leon. Interesting. Now our good friend Cari is going to be very happy to hear I that. Think, I, I, I think Garino will give me a, a brownie points for that one. No, I I, I think... um, I'm yeah, sorry, Cari. Right. You, you, you're not going to like this, but LAFC get all the way to the semifinal. And I think we take them. Well, let's see. Well, the winner of that match would play Cruz Azul, in my opinion, because I think Cruz Azul would be um, their, their opponent. So A lot of people thought Cruz Azul was going to be Atlas. 
That is true. But this is not a Cruz Azul podcast, <laughs> so, a, so we'll leave it at that. That is very we'll, true. We'll, 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 we'll leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, Champions League, uh, yeah, I could see us getting into the final as well. Again, it's how much this team can gel together with, with the time given and whether or not these new players are definitely going to be coming and incorporating themselves into the team. Of course, we're not going to have the likes of Nicolas Benedetti or Sebastian, uh, uh, not Sebastian, Federico Vinas, or maybe even Sebastian Cáceres if the deal goes through for the opening uh, opening weeks of this new season as they are on international duty due to their pre-Olympics uh, qualifiers. Correct. So, Which is a big blow, obviously. Definitely. Huge, huge, huge. So... That is our season preview. We'll call we'll call back to it in a couple of weeks to see where America is at, whether they're in the right trajectory, uh, you know, whether they're going to exceed our expectations, or are they going to fall below it, which hopefully they don't. Um, but we'll have to wait and find out. We'll definitely have to wait and find out. A lot of factors play into this, so we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, Christian, anything else in regards to this upcoming season that you want to talk about, or can we move on into the next segment? I'm just going to say that the CONCACAF Champions League is better than the UEFA Champions League. So, that's all I got to say. There you go. There, I, You know what? It'd be it'd be nice if they played each other. You know, the the, the winner of the Champions the winners, League right? in to, the To really determine who's the, real, who's the real Champions League winner. Like, let's be honest. Let's go. Like, come on. You know? I mean, with the new with the new Club World Cup format, I think. We'll see. It we'll just see. Become, yeah, we'll see. Eh, I don't know. But, uh, all right, that does it for that. Uh, last thing before we talk about this Tigres versus America game, um, America versus Tigres, is America has officially announced a new tour date. That's right. Tour Aguila returns back to the States as Las Aguilas del America will be returning to California, none other than beautiful Carson. I know a lot of people don't think it's L.A., but they'll market it as them coming back to L.A., but uh, they're going to be going at the Dignity Health Sports Park Arena here in Carson, California, home of the LA Galaxy. Such a long name. Yeah, such a such a long name. <laughs> it, it was so much easier when it was uh, the Home Depot Center. It, that go. was a lot like, easier. But, of course, they've gone and, and gotten themselves a nice long name. But, uh, oh, you know what? StubHub Center was even shorter. So... Uh, yeah, that game, for those of you guys interested, uh, is going to be March 28th. That is on a Saturday. So if you guys are interested, make sure you guys get your tickets, which will be going out on sale this week starting, I believe, Thursday. So keep an eye out on that. We'll break it here for you guys first. Thursday, you guys can officially start getting your game, uh, your game tickets for that match. So if you guys are going to be coming down, we'd love, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to go see take a picture of you guys uh we're going to be doing our best to be down at the game and cover it as well of course nothing is a given but we will be pushing our best and we hope to see plenty and plenty of you guys down there as always whenever we do my man louis right yeah, there my man louis said literally uh he's he's is literally down his street so you know if anyone if if uh, if anyone needs directions as to how to get there Please contact Louis at uh, at, uh, 323-784528. He'll be able to direct you into the right direction. So thank you, Louis, for that information. But, um, yeah, March 28th, make sure you guys get your tickets uh, this Thursday. You guys can get it at, uh, you know, Ticketon, uh, Ticketmaster, um, Dignity Health Sports Park's own, uh, you know, ticket uh, website at at the front gate, too, if you want to wait till the last minute. Um, I, I would not suggest that, but, uh, you know. Get you guys themselves ready to go. Love to see you guys' tailgates and everything. So can't wait. Really excited. Uh, and they're going to be playing against Pumas in uh, Clásico Capitolino. So that should be very, very interesting to see how that goes. Not the first Clásico Capitolino here in the States. Of course, we had one not that long ago, and which where America did not uh, receive the, uh, the best of results. But we'll see. Hopefully they can turn it around. Yeah, I'm excited. This should be a, a fun, a fun spectacle for the fans again. Um, it, it, it always is when when America go, goes down to Carson's, uh, America's home here in the state. So, very excited to see the turnout this year. Definitely, definitely. If you guys are coming out, please, we urge you to come. Let us know. We love, we love to hear from you guys, the community, and uh, yeah, we're excited for this game to uh, to unfold. It will be during though the international break, so America might have one or two players missing. Still questions as to who those players might be but we'll know sooner and soon enough once the season has progressed but uh yeah Tour Aguila is back get you guys' tickets and we'll be seeing hopefully you guys very very soon down in Carson California 
Um, anything else, Christian, before we move on to the last segment of the podcast? No, we're kind of stretching. Let's go, this. last segment. Definitely, definitely. Um, well, none other than the start of the Clausura 2020 is on the horizon for America as they play Tigres. They host Tigres in this uh, week's clash-up. It's the Jornada 2, even though America didn't play the first Jornada as Liga Mekis did start last week due to them playing in the final so late into the year. So America does get that kind of relief, gets a little extra break. And Tigres is now going to the Estadio Azteca to go up against America, which I would imagine have a bit of an espina after the way we took them out of the Leguia. What are you What are you saying, Christian? Um, I think I think they I, I think you're right. I think they're, they're a little bit um, if if I made a little bit salty that uh that we kind of knocked them out uh very early in the in the Liguilla. Um, I think I think their their leader um Guignac kind of kind of said that you know they kind of had everything going for them. They just you know just misfortunate events kind of kind of led to their to their loss but you know they're they're back they're ready they're ready for some revenge against us and you know i wouldn't doubt that they bring it all on saturday no definitely 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 um how did tigres do in their last game coming into this one not so good not so good they they had atletico san Luis at the volcan and tied nil nil now that is a very interesting stat of course it's the first game don't read too much into it but we kind of have to thinking that it's Tigres, and at home. I mean, just just because it's Tigres and just because they're at home in front of their 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 very scary environment, uh, that they couldn't kind of pull a win against. Uh, no, no, no disrespect to San Luis, but that's the team I think Tigres should be beating all week in and week out. Um, that they didn't beat them, it's a little bit concerning for them, I guess. But you know, I really don't care. That's not my team. But um, but in regards to this game, though, I think. I think it just shows that uh, I think America can can kind of get a get a result out of out of this, especially if they're not feeling confident like they should be. Definitely. Now this game is going to be live via to the end. It's going to be uh, seven p.m. Pacific time, uh, nine p.m. Central time, ten Eastern. It's a very late game for you, Christian. I love I love ten o'clock games. Oof. Love Christian them. Loves ten o'clock games, guys. Absolutely love adores them. Uh, but yeah, you guys can catch that live, and you guys can follow all the live action in regards to all things. A prior up prior to that match over at uh, at Resac America US at Resac America underscore US over on Twitter on Instagram as well, uh, and make sure you guys do follow our sister account at Resac America to get in depth and live coverage of our sister account down at the Estadio Azteca. You guys can count on wonderful, wonderful content, videos, pictures, all the nine yards. Uh, Really, really great coverage from them. And then, of course, we're going to be doing our part here in the States to make sure you guys get feel right at the Estadio Azteca over on Twitter and Instagram. Christian, excited that the that the season's back, no? Oh, I'm super excited, man. I just want to – I already forgot about last season. Last season was uh, was, was totally gone with the, with the with the magic thing. Gone, blink, blink of night. I'm excited. I'm ready. Um, I think this is a new rejuvenated Christian in, into this America team, and I'm just ready to go, man. No, yeah, most definitely. Most most definitely. Uh, Christian, give me the starting 11 that America most likely will come out with, and then we'll go on from there, talk tactics, talk game plan, talk Tigres, uh, and, and talk what America needs to do in order to keep them at bay. Sure. So obviously, with a lot of a lot of moving pieces, you know, this this is a hit or miss kind of lineup. First one of the season, I might be a little bit rusty, but here I go. <sighs> Ochoa in that. Uh, the usual back four, uh, Paula Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, Samuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez. Um, I have also Gonzalez, Enrique Sanchez at the contention. On one wing, I have Giovanni Dos Santos. In the other wing, I have Sebastián Córdoba. And up top, I have Henry Martin and Nico Castillo. So we're going with a 4-4-2. Very interesting. Very ideal, though, with the kind of players that we have in the situation that we have at our disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with your lineup, only with the exception of Roger Martinez on the left, Ooh. and that is it. Um, I, 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 I can see. completely discarded Martinez. I think Guerrero wants no part of Martinez, honestly. Be interesting. In my opinion, at least. But, it, I, I, but like I said, we know Herrera. We know the left field moves that he, that, that he pulls out of his hat sometimes. So <clears throat> if he does go on the left, then I'll be it. That's fine. I'll be it. Definitely, definitely. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Now that we have kind of a lineup and kind of a formation that America might go with, Let's talk about uh, tactics. How does America come into this game to walk away with a win? Because let's face it, 
It's your first game at home, opening day of the season. You got to start off on the right foot, and the only way to do so is by getting all three points. No, yeah, I think I think intensity plays is gonna play a big part in this game, especially going going up against Tigres. Um, Tigres is always a team that kind of matches us on intensity, matches us on scale, matches us on on play style. You know, they're just a very identical opponent to us. So for just for those reasons alone, I think it's gonna be a great game regardless. Um, but I think America needs to kind of take that intensity and kind of take it up a little bit uh, up a notch. Like you said, we're in front of our fans first game. Um, I think also needs to needs to settle in quickly. Uh, because their their two midfields in Carioca and Pizarro are very good, very talented. They have chemistry. They know what they're doing. So I think it's very important for both Richard and also to understand each other and kind of let the gameplay flow through them a little bit. Uh, for the wingers, whether it be Roger, Gio, uh, Ibargo, and Cordova, whoever it may be, um, they need to get on the right foot with their with their um with their dribbling, with their passing it needs to be needs to be precise because they were a little, little bit imprecise uh throughout the final. If you would agree with me, um, so I think we need just to brush up a little a little bit on that. And Nico and Henry, I just need them to be the Nico the Nico that you know everyone wants to see and the Henry that we saw throughout most of last season. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see whether all those things that you just mentioned come to fruition for America. Um, like you mentioned, the midfield battle is going to be strict and it's going to be vital. I, I think also really needs to step up in this match. You're going up against two very, very strong midfielders in Tigres' sides. Uh, you know, the likes of Pizarro. I think it's going to prove kind of deadly for America if we can't, you know, find a way to contain him and kind of stopping kind of his movements and, and, and his style of play going, pushing the, the team forward for Tigres. I think that, mm -hmm. you know, America needs to somehow kind of find the right balance of soaking up the pressure, relieving it on the counter, but at the same time being able to take the game to Tigres, be aggressive like you mentioned, and, and kind of have the ball dictate the play. Because as you do so, then you kind of force Tigres to kind of get a little bit out of place, out of zone. Now, Tigres is a team that knows how to defend themselves. Tigres is a team that knows how to sit back, hold positions, and kind of, you know, make, make, make space very tight for the opposition. So... For America to put them under pressure, you said it yourself, the wingers, the forwards, they have to be intelligent. They have to be, uh, they, you know, they have to be creative in the way that they go and approach the attack. They have to understand that, you know, one, two dribbles are going to be needed. And mostly I'm looking at Sebastián Cordova as a player that isn't known for his fancy footwork, isn't known for taking on two, three players. But he's going to have to find a way to do so. Or kind of incorporate a different style of playing, which he's releasing the ball a little bit faster and kind of beating the fullbacks on pace, and and finding a good mm -hmm. delivery. You know, it's it's he's gonna have to kind of uh, change his ta his his way of play because as a winger, he hasn't come to be the player that we know he can be. He's obviously right. felt more at home within the midfield, whether it's a center center mid spot, center defensive mid, or center attacking mid. You know, as as a wide player doesn't feel maybe at most comfortable but will be very influential if he does start he needs to find a way to impact the game right away no 100 percent. and i think i think that the the team that kind of just settles into the game faster will have the greater chance of winning and like you said, I think players like that need to need to really find their rhythm fast. Another player I think we need to mention is Nico Castillo. I think he needs to find his rhythm fast, uh, probably faster than anybody else on that pitch if we want to see the the maximum potential that he can bring uh, to this team. No, yeah, definitely. Definitely, we'll have to wait and see. But, um, I mean, really, it's going to come down to how America can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Davis and how Davis approaches this game against us because they could easily be coming into this game and kind of closing themselves off, getting a draw and saying, okay, we'll kind of deal with the consequences later. Let's get a result here in the Azteca and walk away with it. No, it could be. Yeah, but um, I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't think that, that would be ever their game plan, especially playing us, especially what happened last season. So I don't think that's going to be the issue. But I think if it comes down to the later stages of the matches – and they see that America's just pressing a little bit, you know, kind of 80, 80, 80, 82, 83 uh, minute of the match, and then they kind of see that we're kind of just pressing hard, then they might play for that result. I would agree with that, but I think for the for the long-term uh, scheme of the game, I think they're going to try to win the result. Um, and also, I think something we need to highlight more is the defense. I think they need to find a way to contain Vargas and Guignac uh, because... You know, Guinness becoming kind of like, kind of like the Boselli X player that every time that he plays us, he just scores. So we need to find a way to kind of limit him as much as we can. Yeah, yeah, and you said it perfectly. The defense is going to have a very important job to do. Will they be able to, you know, 
supply enough defense coverage. We'll have to wait and see. Memo's gonna have a big, a uh, big game, uh, to and a big task to try to keep this kind of uh, attack at bay. Whenever his defense does get kind of beaten, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, Tigres is fast. They're pacey. They they offer a lot of threat down the wings as well. Fullbacks gonna have a very big responsibility. I'm looking at George to mend for that mistake he did against Monterrey. Will be able to do so. Let's hope so because this kid has a debt to pay to the fans, to the club, and to himself. Yeah, hundred percent. And now uh, I think, excuse me, I think this is a very important game for him too. Kind of new start, you know, just a, a opportunity to kind of erase that that very deadly mistake in the final, and just get off on the right foot with not like you said with the fans, with 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 the, even their own players, uh, with his own teammates. So very important game for this whole team, and I, it's very important that we come out with the win. Definitely, definitely. Now, Christian, give me your result for Saturday's match. Two to one. Two to one. Two one America. Yeah, two one. Two one America. I'm going, and this is kind of a bit uh, uh, a bit obscure, but I'm having faith, and I know I'm, I'm being a little bit rash here, but I think America walks away with a two nil victory. I can see two nil. Two nil. A clean sheet. Oh my gosh! Fingers crossed. Cross every single limb of your body <laughs> for America to walk away with a clean sheet. Because boy, how much did that plague us last season? Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it, it played I played us quite a bit to be honest with you. Definitely. And one last thing to say before we wrap up this preview is that if America does find themselves in front uh, early in the game, manage it correctly. Know how to go about it. I'm not saying drop off and let the other team attack. No, stay consistent with your play. Keep the ball. Keep the possession. Work it out. Keep the other team on their toes. Relieve the pressure by having the ball and moving it around the pitch. Don't let the other team take initiative because then that's when you completely lose your, your lead. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and I think that's something I mean, I need to work on because... There were, I think, one, two, three, four, five matches. I think that you know we we had we had the result, we had the win, but just some reason, some little mistake, and the other team just kind of got a result, and it cost us. It really did cost us the uh, higher placing on the table. So you know, games like that are games that we can't let slip because we know the consequences, and I think Herrera is is very conscious of that. You know, we can't let those same mistakes that we did last season happen this season again. Definitely, definitely. Let us know your guys' predictions down in the comment section, down over on Twitter and on Instagram. I see that our good friend Louis saying a 1-1 draw, which I think is, is, is seeable. I could see that. Uh, Jeffrey is going with a 4-0 win. Very confident. I okay, see Jeff. Jeffrey. Okay. I see you. I see you. <laughs> uh, OMG, it's AV is going with a 3-1 victory. A lot uh, uh, a lot of confidence in America for the opening, opening match of, of this clausura. Right? Excuse me. Oh, did you cut off? No. Did did I cut off? Oh. Okay. Go. I hear you now. Wait. Go. Go in. Repeat the question. I said a lot of confidence for America coming into this new season. Yeah. I. Yeah. My man Jeffrey with the four 0 win. I mean, he seems to have a boatload of confidence. It's fine. I understand. You know, every fan to their own optimism. It's okay. Um, I don't see a four 0 but it'd be it'd be nice to have one though. One hundred percent. Definitely will. I I wouldn't mind it. Jeffrey, if America does win four 0 uh, we will uh, officially elect you as the Eagle Eye Podcast Guru of Results. <laughs> Just put it there that way. That title could be yours if America wins 4-0, but we'll have to wait and see. Alrighty, Christian, that wraps it up. Make sure you guys do follow us all over on Twitter at Resaca America US and on Instagram at Resaca America underscore US. We'll be bringing you guys live tweets, live updates to all things in regards to that matchup. Again, a reminder for you guys that is going to be at 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 9 Central, 10 Eastern, live on to the NA. America's going to be playing against Tigres, hosting them down at the Estadio Azteca. First game of the Clausura 2020 season. You don't want to miss it. It promises to be a thrilling matchup, Christian, doesn't it? 100%. Yes. I do agree. Definitely. Definitely. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, we've kept you here for long enough. We do apologize for the uh, inconvenience of that technical difficulties at the beginning of the podcast. That is on me. I should have made sure my microphone was all up and running. That falls on me. I apologize, but thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for coming on by and listening to us talk nonsense for about an hour or so. Uh, keeping an eye out on the ladies, of course. Make sure you guys do use the hashtag Lady Aguilas. Christian, anything else you want to say before we depart and see uh, and, and let these people go and get some rest? 
Um, I just want to say thank you guys for coming out. Uh, start of the new season, start of the new season for us here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. Uh, I hope you guys stick with us throughout the whole season. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're fun to listen to, I guess, in my opinion. Uh, but no, all seriousness, thank you guys. I hope you guys uh, continue with us in this journey uh, to lift the 14th this season because I know it's possible. We just need to smooth out the little rough edges that we have, and I know it's possible to bring home the Champions League and the 14th. We just got to believe and got to support our Aguilas. There we go. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful night. We'll be in contact for next week here on the Eagle Eye Podcast. Same place as always here on the Rasaka America Network. We'll be in contact. Have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you guys over on Twitter and or Instagram. To everyone out on uh, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and uh, anywhere else that you may be listening to us in regards to this podcast. We, uh, we want to wish you a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful week, and thank you so much for your support. Alrighty then, you guys have yourselves a wonderful night. We'll see you guys until, uh, you know, this Saturday. And as always, until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba la América.